The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Main Street Vegan with host Victoria Moran. Victoria is an author, inspirational speaker, and a certified holistic health counselor and vegan lifestyle coach. She's here to entertain, educate, and inspire you on your journey to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Now, let's get this party started. Here is your host, Victoria Moran. Hey there, vegans and pregans and all listeners to Main Street Vegan on Unity Online Radio. I just learned that word pregan. I kind of like it. It sounds a little bit like somebody from a planet far away. But on the other hand, it's really cool to think that everybody who's not living in the most compassionate and health-promoting and happiness-promoting way possible just doesn't quite know yet that that wonderful possibility is out there. And that's what we are about here on Main Street Vegan on Unity Online Radio. I love Unity so much. Oh, my goodness. All you guys that are listening because you're vegan or or veg curious and don't know anything about Unity, do check it out. These people are just sensational. Not only were the founders very vocal vegetarians way back in the 1890s and the early 1900s in Missouri of all places. And I can say that because I'm from Missouri, not in the 1890s, but believe me, even when I was growing up there, it was unusual. But you know what? Not so much today. In fact, not really very unusual at all. The world is indeed opening up. The world is awakening, as the theme of this station says with every break, that we are the voice of an awakening world, and I'm so, so grateful to get to be part of that. Speaking of unity, I spoke for the Unity Church of New York this past Sunday. Oh my gosh, it's so much fun. You know, New York does everything in a really big and glorious way, and the Unity Church of New York City, there there are several unities here, but the one where I spoke meets in a glorious concert hall space, 
about a thousand people come on a Sunday. And I just felt wrapped in so much love. And you know who spoke with me? Forbes. Mm -hmm. My little dog, Forbes. I figured it was time for his sort of ecclesiastical, theatrical debut. So uh, he he came out there with me. And as I explained, I hadn't spoken there in a while. And usually when people are away for that long, they come back with a baby. Now, that's not going to happen in our house unless the Lord wants to do another one of those Abraham and Sarah type miracles, but you can always adopt. So Forbes was there at church and quite a blessing to everybody. And I just want to thank Paul Tanalia and everybody that's part of New York City um, Unity for that wonderful, wonderful opportunity. Now, something fun is happening this evening as well. My husband is quite a guy. He's, he's a writer, he's a thinker, he's a musician, and he has written a glorious stage musical called The Color of Music. Now, I was a big fan of both seasons of Smash, and I guess Smash won't be coming back on TV anymore. So I'm just going to have to live it, and we're going to have to see Williams' musical produced all over the place. If you want to read more about that, it is TCOM, the musical, TCOM for the color of music, TCOMthemusical.com. It's the story of a man named D. Ford Bailey, who was one of the biggest stars of the Grand Ole Opry in the 1920s and 30s, but in 1942, they fired him because he was black. Ooh, Really powerful story, wonderful original music. And William, as some of you know, has written with my help, I kind of helped, a screenplay as well, Miss Liberty, which is about a cow who escapes from a slaughterhouse. And if you want to know more about that, you can go to MainStreetVegan.net, click on Feature Film, and when you do, you'll be able to hear a beautiful, beautiful song called A Sanctuary Song by a brilliant, gifted composer named Daniel Redwood. And Daniel Redwood just happens to be on the phone. He has a brand new CD called Songs for Animals, People, and the Earth. These are all original compositions, which he sings. A Sanctuary Song is there, along with other wonderful songs with fabulous stories about our animal friends and how we relate to them. Hey there, Daniel. Hi, Victoria. Great to be with you. It is so, so nice to have you here. Tell us about the CD. Well, the great inspiration behind my writing these songs was the animals themselves. Uh, I have been a vegan now for going on a decade, and among the most moving experiences I have had are visiting farm sanctuaries where animals who would have been sent to slaughter one way or another were rescued, and their intelligence and sensitivity and friendliness has just moved me so deeply. Each of them has its own personality, and I wanted to share my sense of their beauty, to celebrate their beauty in these songs. And so there are songs about cows and pigs and chickens and and what people can do to um, not contribute to unnecessary suffering. Well, you do a brilliant job. The songs are just delicious. And I'm here looking at your website right now. Everybody, you need to go here. It's called Daniel 
redwoodsongs.com. That's really easy, danielredwoodsongs.com. And there is this gorgeous picture of you with a goat, and the goat is posing. The goat is looking at the camera as if he or she, I don't know much about goat gender, but he or she is looking like a supermodel. These guys are amazing. (laughs) It was a wonderful experience. That was a peaceful prairie sanctuary, which is about an hour east of Denver. My wife, Beth, and I, she was the photographer of that photo of me and the goat. Um, We were there visiting the animals, and it was just very moving. One of the animals we met there is named Justice, a cow whose story is just amazing. And I, I have a song for Justice on the album called Justice. And he was on his way to slaughter, and he realized what was happening and literally broke out of the truck on the interstate and escaped. And I won't give away the whole story, but it, it is a truly inspiring story. Animals are... Animals are a model for us to follow in many ways. They are such good beings trying to help people, trying to love life, and uh, I am very moved by them. You are, and you translate this so beautifully into the songs. So everybody listening, if you go to danielredwoodsongs.com, you'll be able to hear some of the songs and actually There's going to be a treat at the very end of this program. You will get to hear one of these songs in its entirety. That one's called With Us, Not For Us. Do you want to give us a little preview to that? Sure. With Us, Not For Us was immediately inspired by that phrase, which I saw in a wonderful book called The Lucky Ones by Jenny Brown, who founded the Woodstock Animal Sanctuary in Woodstock, New York. And she's talking about how Animals are, are their own beings. They are here as our companions, not to serve us. And, and that notion to me really encapsulates my belief about animals. I mean, it, it took me a fairly long time in life before I understood that. But once it became clear to me, particularly after seeing animals and being with them, which is not something I grew up with uh, in my childhood in the Bronx and Mount Vernon, New York. Um, it, it just is so clear to me that whatever we can do to make their lives joyful and lives of dignity and respect rather than you know, using them for food or for clothing, um, I want to contribute to that. And I want to encourage other people to live up to their own highest aspirations and values in, in thinking about how they relate to animals. Well, and you certainly do that with your songs. I wish we had more time. I wanted to get you on while the CD is brand new and hot off the CD presses. So so go to danielredwoodsongs.com. You can listen there. You can download on iTunes. You can buy the album. Just do what you need to do to surround yourself with this beautiful music and this beautiful message. And uh, we'll have you back on again, Dr. Daniel. Thank you so much for being a part of Main Street Vegan. Thank you so much, Victoria. It's been my pleasure. All the best. And everybody stay with us, please, through these announcements. We're going to be back with our special guest, Karen Ramsey. She is a raw food expert, an autism expert, a parenting expert, and an all-around fabulous woman with lots to share with us. There will be more Main Street Vegan right after this.
You're listening to Unity Online Radio. This programming is made possible through the generous love offerings of listeners like you. If you feel spiritually fed by this programming, we invite you to contribute. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. What if you could experience vibrant health, help heal the planet, and be a great friend to God's animal kingdom through simple choices you make at breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Authors Victoria and Adair Moran say you can do this easily, affordably, and deliciously in their new book, Main Street Vegan. Everything you need to know to eat healthfully and live compassionately in a real world. Loaded with practical tips, straightforward information, and fabulous recipes, Main Street Vegan will help you on your journey toward a plant-based diet. The perks include more energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, feeling younger as you grow older, and maybe even a boost to your spiritual life. Purchase Main Street Vegan from BN.com. Amazon.com, or your favorite bookseller. What if you were intentional about your life, committed to having more energy and being more vibrant? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an intentional and energetic life. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an incredible life right now? Learn how each week on The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. listening to Main Street Vegan with Victoria Moran. If you have questions or comments about today's topic or any other area of interest, we invite you to follow Victoria underscore Moran on Twitter or email her at MainStreetVegan at UnityOnlineRadio.org. Now, back to Main Street Vegan. Hey, thanks so much for being with us this afternoon here at Main Street Vegan. I want to thank our wonderful engineer, Jeff Comfort, who makes it all work, especially on a complicated day like today when we're going to be playing a song and doing things that are out of the ordinary. Talk about somebody who is out of the ordinary. I am so happy to be introducing my next guest because I am fortunate enough to call her a friend. She's an author, she's a speaker, she's a speech pathologist, a holistic health coach, and a certified chef. Karen Ramsey, MA, is the author of Creating Healthy Children. She was selected as Green Housewife 2012 by the Bergen Health and Life magazine in New Jersey, where she lives. That is so cool. Green Housewife. I love it. And she really is. I have been in her kitchen. And, you know, we talk about people who talk the talk, but maybe not walk the walk. 
Karen walks the walk practically in, in stilettos on, on a tightrope. I mean, you really, really live this life, Karen, and you are such, such an inspiration to me. Welcome, Karen Ramsey. Thank you so much, Victoria. And it's so exciting for me to be here speaking with you because I love the work that you're doing out there in the world. And I am very passionate about the work I'm doing and getting this important information out to as many people as possible. Well, and and you are doing a darn good job of that. You have been to Russia. <laughs> You've yes. been all over everywhere talking yes. about raw food and raw parenting. I find it very interesting that in a country like Russia, that's a very sophisticated country. They have very sophisticated medicine and science, and yet they seem to be more open to listening to someone who is not a medical doctor talk about something that over here is still considered fringy, and yeah. that's a raw vegan diet. Where, yeah. What do you see as the difference? I was totally blown away by the openness um, and the organizations that are out there in Russia. Um, when we got to Moscow, my husband flew over there with me, um, when we got to Moscow, we found out that there were six raw food restaurants. I mean, I would have not ha- ever had any idea that any of this was going on in Russia. And uh, and the group that I was uh, speaking for was the um, the Russian Association of the Raw Food Movement and Naturopathy. And so I didn't even know that that existed before they contacted me when I spoke for the Conscious Food Summit last year in February of 2012. Some people from Russia were listening, and they called me the next day, emailed me as well, and uh, and asked me to come and speak at this health congress uh, south of Moscow. And when I went over there, I found that these people were very well-informed, very well-read, um, about veganism, about raw foods, and they just wanted more information. And there were many families who were wanting to increase the amount of fresh raw plant foods, um, or they wanted to go to totally raw, or they wanted to be very high in raw plant foods. And they well, were just very excited and learning. Growing up during the Soviet era, obviously, and and getting all kinds of information that everybody over there didn't have anything but maybe a head of cabbage and some potatoes. Is there more produce? I mean, is it difficult to be raw in Russia or or can people do it? Um, No, I don't think it's that difficult, at least not currently. Oh, I love that because, you know, sometimes you run into people who, well, I, I couldn't be vegetarian. That's just too hard. Yeah. It's like, okay, move to Russia and be raw. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Tell me what hard is. Get a load of this one. The, the young woman who was translating for me flew in from Siberia. <gasps> and she's 100% raw vegan. And, wow. she, and I did a video of her, which is up on my YouTube channel, Super Healthy Children. And uh, she's 24 years old. And absolutely beautiful and um, had lost weight going to the raw vegan lifestyle. 
and uh, and said that she just loves it and that she gets plenty of fresh local food from all around Russia, which is flown to Siberia. And so she said her food is mostly coming from places in Russia. And, well, I'm, uh, I'm never going to say anything is hard again. If somebody yeah. can be a raw vegan in Siberia, I can yeah. do anything <laughs> in Manhattan. That's, <laughs> that's right. And that's exactly how I felt. And it was just so exciting to see people in this, you know, very cold climate um, being able to sustain themselves with raw foods. And we stayed with families while we were there. I insisted not to stay in hotels. And so the families were so happy to have us stay with them. And um, the first family, I mean, they brought us berries and all different kinds of ber- uh, berries and cherries and um, and all different kinds of green leafy vegetables. And then when we stayed in St. Petersburg, like a typical breakfast there was a green smoothie. And then they had uh, buckwheat cereal and they had dried fruit with it and, and bowls of fresh fruit. And so they seemed to be really thriving. What an experience. Just because you mentioned berries and cherries, and cherries are my favorite fruit, but I so seldom eat them because they're hard to find organic, and when you do, you practically have to mortgage your condo. Yes, yes. And and yet they're some of the most highly sprayed fruits. So do you eat everything 100% all the time organic, or do you sometimes have something that's conventionally grown? Well, the majority of what I eat is organic, Um, but I am very well aware of the foods that are not organic um, and the ones that are sprayed less than the others. Um, Like there's the 12, they say, that are most important to have organic. And then there are also another 12 that, you know, you could eat conventionally because they're just not sprayed heavily, such as avocado. Yeah, I have heard that in a, the part of the reason why avocados aren't sprayed heavily is that the avocado has no natural pests. <laughs> so yeah, they're just I, practically yeah. organic no matter what. Right. And there are other um there are other fruits and vegetables as well like um cauliflower and asparagus um uh and then there are those that are, you must you must at, definitely have organic um, such as peaches and nectarines and celery and grapes um, and spinach. Mm-hmm. I've heard all the dark leafy greens that are so good for us and the berries and my favorite cherries. Yes. So I guess I'll just yes. save up. Well, the berries, <laughs> definitely. The berries are, you're, it's almost like just eating pesticide. Mm. Okay. Must definitely get organic berries. Right. You know, it's so important to know, and just about anybody can figure out the budget to make it work for what's important. If your health is important, you'll figure out a way to do that. Definitely. Definitely. And the processed food these days is also very expensive. So, you know, thinking that you're not even getting something that provides nutrients. Um, why not put your money into the nutrient-rich foods? This is so true. And everything I'm reading these days, it's of course, it's great to be vegan. It's great to get rid of the animal foods. It's great to eat healthy foods and get rid of, of the processed foods. But so many of the health benefits come not from what we stop eating, but from what we put in. 
all these greens and, and beans and fruits and vegetables and the colorful stuff. It's just a pharmacy without any side effects. That's right. Like you get all of your vitamins from the fruit and you get vitamins, minerals, and abundant quality protein from the green leafy vegetables. And you know? I mean, so why? So really important. Why do you think that that protein thing from the greens is so hard for people to understand? We look at, at, at cattle and, and camels and, and giraffes and we see they eat green leaves. They are way really big. And yet the idea that it would work that way for us, people seem to have a mental block. Yeah, I just think that we've been so programmed. Um, I, you know, the meat and the dairy council pretty much have a monopoly over the schools and also over the media. So it's just long-time programming that's really difficult for people to switch gear and, and really understand that the vegetables provide us with like so much that we need and that quality protein that's much more easily digested is crucial. I mean, spinach is um, 49% in protein by calorie. And uh, kale is 45% in protein. And the dark green leafy lettuces like romaine are 34% protein. So we're definitely getting plenty of protein. And all foods, all fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds have protein. So we're not going to be missing protein. I mean, I remember when I first read about this in Dr. John, one of Dr. John McDougall's books. And I was just blown away realizing that, you know, we don't even need to eat cheese. I thought, well, I'll be vegetarian. Um, I became vegetarian 40 years ago, but remained vegetarian eating cheese until 23 years ago when I read that book and, um, and learned about protein, that it's in every plant food and that we do not have to be concerned. We actually really do need to be concerned if we're getting too much protein, especially from animal sources. Right. You know, it's funny when you talk about when you ate cheese. I mean, as long as I've known you and I've known you a long time, you have <laughs> not been eating any cheese. But today I, I was talking with an old friend in Chicago, and she said, I'm looking at a 1978 issue of Vegetarian Times magazine in, in which you, meaning me, had a story about Unity Village, which is where our radio show is coming from. It's where Jeff is sitting there in the control room at this very moment. And, and because the founders of Unity were vegetarian and because they started this vegetarian restaurant called Unity Inn, which even by 1978 was no longer vegetarian, but still had and, and still has a vegetarian entree every day. And, and, and this woman was saying to me, and you put two recipes in vegetarian times that weren't vegan. And I said, oh, no, no, that must be some mistake. And then I thought back, it's like, you know what? I wasn't vegan in 1978. <laughs> That's quite a long time ago. That's quite a long time ago. But, you know, I was vegetarian and getting started. And it's helpful for me to know that there was a time when Karen Renzi ate cheese. But that time was a while ago. So, it's Karen, tell, tell me just uh, very briefly your your family story of how you went from being more conventional into a raw food vegan. Okay, well, I was one. I, I have a pretty interesting story uh, because I had it in my family history all along. Um, I just chose to ignore it. 
my father's mother, my paternal grandmother, um, had been very ill in the early 1920s with asthma and emphysema. And she was hospitalized at a certain point because uh, she could not handle her condition at home. And uh, the doctors did not have the medicines and the inhaler of today to give her. And so they gave her a few rounds of penicillin and she got much worse. And they told her she only had several months to live. And around that time, maybe a year or two earlier, um, a book had come out called The Mucusless Diet Healing System by a German professor named Arnold Eret. And um, a friend of hers brought her that book while she was in the hospital. And she read the book and she said, what have I got to lose? She went home, she became a vegetarian pretty much overnight. And then she moved to a vegan diet and then gradually to a diet that was very high in raw living plant foods. And she didn't, when I was growing up, she didn't use the word raw. I think that's more current. But um, when I was growing up in the 50s and the 60s, my grandmother was telling me frequently how she healed from asthma and emphysema um, on this lifestyle of fresh fruits and vegetables. She had a little bit of steamed vegetables as well, but mostly fresh fruits and green, lots of green leafy vegetables. And as a child growing up on Wonder Bread and potato chips and Oreos, um, I thought that my father and my grandmother, who were both eating this very healthy vegan lifestyle, they were eating this amazing amount of fruits and vegetables before me, um, I thought that they were eccentric. And it wasn't until much later on when my own child, my second child, was ill with asthma, chronic ear infections, and multiple food allergies the first three years of his life, at which time I totally ignored um, what my grandmother had done, even though it was very similar to what the condition that my son had. After three years of trying all kinds of other therapies, including allopathic medicine, and having my son only get much worse, I almost lost him twice. Um, finally, I was ready to listen, but it took me a long time. And as Margaret Mead says, it's easier to change your religion than to change your diet. Amen to that. Yeah, but finally, when I when I did, um, and I transitioned myself and my children to a raw food lifestyle with a lot of green juicing, um, my son healed from this horrible condition of the asthma and the ear infections, very painful ear infections, and multiple allergies. He was allergic to like almost everything. Um, after 11 months, I brought him back to one of the allergists and had him tested again, and they were surprised that he was no longer allergic to anything. And what a beautiful story. Yeah. The asthma just went away. The ear infection stopped. You cannot just tell me it was because he was getting older. It happened too quickly and too dramatically. And I've met your family, and, and I, I see it, and I believe it. So you can read more about this in Karen's really exceptional book, Creating Healthy Children Through Attachment Parenting and Raw Foods. So it's not just the food. 
It's also the inner. It's also the, the spirit and, and the mind. Dr. T. Colin Campbell of the China, China Study has endorsed creating healthy children. So has Gabriel Cousins, MD. Karen's website is superhealthychildren.com. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that Karen does as a speech pathologist and her hope for children on the autism spectrum also through this amazing, high-green, high-raw, wonderful way of eating and living. So stay with us for more Main Street Vegan right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You have a coach in your corner, a life coach that is. Like a coach in sports, a life coach can help you set clear goals and develop the confidence and tools you need to achieve them. Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesdays at 3 p.m. for Vibrant Living on Unity Online Radio. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to help make your life more focused, more meaningful, and more vibrant. Do you have a specific issue or topic you'd like to discuss with Coach Carla? Call in toll-free Tuesdays at 3 p.m. during Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for Main Street Vegan. Here is your host, Victoria Moran. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Main Street Vegan right here on Unity Online Radio. I am Victoria Moran, and I'm just so happy that you guys are with us listening to the wisdom of Karen Ramsey, author of Creating Healthy Children. Now, Karen, you work in your professional life with children on the autism spectrum, you're a speech pathologist, you see what goes on with these kids, and you have more hope than a lot of people coming from a kind of different perspective. What's going on with all that? I do, and I've been excited about it for a long time, and I'm really um, doing a lot of work in this area right now. Um, I'm finding, first of all, uh, you know, so many people have said to me, uh, you know, even therapists and teachers have said to me, you know, you're not going to be able to get fruits and vegetables into these kids' diets. They love their chicken nuggets. They love their macaroni and cheese. They're not going to eat fruits and vegetables. And they said, don't even try it. Just give them what they want. Don't even, don't even think about bringing in your blender to make green smoothies or whatever I wanted to do. But I persisted. 
And um, I've been working with children for over 30 years, but I've been specializing with autistic children for the last 12 years. And I consistently bring in fruits and vegetables. I don't force them to eat. I don't give food as reinforcers because I don't believe in that. However, what I do is I make a creating a healthy meal as um, an activity. So I'll create a food, a fruit salad with the children and we'll have it as a language activity. We'll name all the fruits. We'll talk about how to create the fruit salad. Um, and I'll have them preparing it with me. I find that when the children are involved, they are excited to try it. And sometimes I'll just ask them to take a taste. So I have been having a lot of success. I bring in my blender. I've made green smoothies with the kids. I have a lot of the kids at the school eating these green smoothies and eating the fruit. And I've had kids eating entire bags and boxes of green leafy vegetables. <laughs> and there's a couple of other therapists who are working with me who have just been shocked to see these kids eating these foods. And so now these two therapists are doing the same in their own sessions. So it's wonderful. We have a lot of kids in the school just loving these, these fruits and vegetables now. Well, that's really exciting. And, and do you see any change in their condition? Well, in the school, they're still eating all these other foods. Um, but I have noticed a difference um, in the afternoon when they are having the fruits and the vegetables. Um, I'm noticing that they seem to be more alert. Now, what I can really tell is when I work with a child and the child's family outside of that situation. Um, like I do classes on uh, creating healthy children, and I've had parents attend my classes who have children on the autism spectrum, and they have decided to get rid of the processed food, so they go home and they get rid of it, um, and then they move to um, a vegetarian and a vegan lifestyle. I've had parents do it all at once. Um, I really don't like them just to shock the child. I think it's healthier to do it a little bit more gradually. Um, and so many of the parents who have come to my workshops have learned to do it in a gradual way. And when I work with people privately, I give them meal plans. I teach them how to integrate it into the family lifestyle. And um, I have one woman who I've been working with for the past seven months with her boy on the autism spectrum. And uh, he had difficulty at school uh, with attending and he did not make good eye contact um, and his communication was not good. And so uh, we transitioned to a, uh, a very high raw vegan diet. Um, he also um, had some B12 shots. He was very low in B12. Um, and we found that the change in the diet and the B12 shots, that they did have an amazing impact on his well-being, um, that... 
somewhere after two or three months um, on this diet, he started to make eye contact with his mother. And he started to do much better in school. And his communication after five or six months is much improved. And so the mother has even been telling me that she's thinking of um, unclassifying him. And these were really the only changes that were made in his, in his life. And so I'm attributing it to what he's eating now compared to what he was eating just half a year ago. That is so interesting. Do you think, Karen, that maybe some people can get by at least a lot longer with processed foods and, and this and that, but people who are more sensitive, they really get into trouble by getting that far away from nature? Oh, definitely. And I do think that some people, you know, depending on our genetic makeup, I think that um, that some people seem like they could go for longer um, or that it doesn't seem to affect them at all. But I really do believe that eventually it catches up, even if it's years down the road. And so we really need to have this information available. I think that so many people, I know that when... Um, when I, my, the attendees to my classes, I've been getting a lot of uh, people who come from more of the mainstream standard American diet. And when they hear this information, they're excited, a lot of them, to start making changes, even if they're small changes, even if it's just getting a green smoothie in in the morning. Um, it, starts to, it starts to pay off for them. They're, they're going to start feeling better in one way or the other, even if they didn't have notable problems. But for these kids uh, who are already having so many issues, neurological problems, this can be huge. This can be a major impact in changing their whole life. That is really exciting. Now, explain to us in layperson's terms the importance of the gut-brain barrier and what raw vegan nutrition has to do with this. Okay. Well, the digestion and the gut are very much connected to the brain. And so when a child is eating all of this toxic food um, that's not very digestible at all, over time, it causes inflammation. And the wall of the small intestine starts to thin out and these um, undigested foods and, um, and undigested protein molecules start to get through that thinning of the small intestinal wall and into the circulation through the gut. And those toxins can go anywhere in the body. They can affect an organ or they can travel further and affect the brain causing neurological damage. And I believe that a lot of autism is linked to the gut-brain barrier because many of these children have severe gastrointestinal problems. And I see it all the time in, in my life where I'm working that these children do have uh, severe problems in digesting food. 
And so we want to give them the food that's most easily digested. Now, fruit goes very quickly from the stomach into the intestines and out. It's like the most easily digested of all food is ripe fruit. Um, and green leafy vegetables will provide them the minerals that are missing in this animal-based and processed food diet that most of these children are eating. This is so exciting to me, and I don't even have a small child at home, but if somebody does and would like to contact you and possibly work with you, how do they reach you? Um, well, they can reach me. Uh, my email is Karen, K-A-R-E-N, at superhealthychildren.com. And uh, the phone number is 201-934-6778. Okay, 201-934-6778, or write to you at karen at superhealthychildren.com. Now, let's say that this parent, this dad or this mom is listening today, has read your book, is totally on board, and the other parent is saying, are you kidding? Not for my kid. What do you do to bring about family harmony in a situation like that? Okay. Well, I can definitely come from a place of experience because my husband was totally not on board with me. Um, when my son was very sick, he did not believe me that going to a diet that was loaded with these fresh plant nutrients was going to make any difference for him. So I had to insist and it was a real struggle. Um, I don't wish it on anybody. Um, but after 11 months, my son did heal and that was very dramatic, um, for my husband. So he did start over the years to come around, but it was, it was still very difficult. And so I have certain things over the years that I realize um, I could have done even more early on. And so I think people should know these. Um, one is to be a shining example yourself. And when you have a, um, a diet and lifestyle that are healthy, and it's one, one part is food, but there's a lot of aspects to health. Like you were pointing out, Victoria, the spiritual part is, is equally important to the food that we put in our body. Um, I think that the spiritual part of, um, of low stress and positive attitude and being connected to nature are truly crucial. And so I think that's one way that parents can connect. And, um, and also in setting that example um, of eating an abundance of fruits and vegetables, you will, will yourself have an increased amount of energy and you have to be confident that you are going to exude this amazing uh, picture of what health is about. And the other person will start to want it. Um, and so that's one way. And I've seen that work many times for so many people, so many couples. Um, then there's also um, bringing in good sources of education into your home um, and leaving magazines and books all around so that even if the other person is not reading them, 
they're being taken in visually. Um, so I would get all kinds of wonderful magazines. There's Veg World magazine. There's Get Fresh magazine, Vibrance magazine, Super Raw Life magazine. Um, there's so many wonderful magazines about fresh plant-based foods that can be around the house. I'm sure that eventually one of those magazines or books will be open. Um, and one woman uh, who had read my book, Creating Healthy Children, she just left my book on the coffee table. And eventually her husband, who was pretty negative initially, he started reading the book. And he didn't read it all at once. It's a pretty sizable amount of information. But he looked at bits and pieces. And he started to think about it. And he had some transformations. So this is really how we have to do it, even if it's a little bit at a time. Um, for me, it also worked really well to take my husband to events, whether it be a raw food potluck or um, a speaker event where somebody was talking about uh, the benefits of vegan nutrition, um, the vegan lifestyle. Uh, one year I took my husband to the vegetarian summer fest and he, that was the year he became a vegetarian. We had already been married for um, like 14 years. And it wasn't me who was going to change him. He did not want to be pushed. But um, I believe it was Howard Lyman. When Howard Lyman spoke um, about being a cattle rancher and coming to the vegan life and what drew him to that, um, that really hit some strong buttons for my husband. And my husband was crying in that talk. And that was it. He became a vegetarian. So these are the kinds of ways that we have to expose our spouses. If we're preachy, if we're forceful, they're going to just be rebellious and defensive, like most people would. Oh, I love that. You just make me so full. Sometimes I just feel like my aura gets full filled up. And you know, it is interesting because my husband and I have been married now for 15 years and he's kind of, you know, put up with this, although he did become vegetarian right away and, and he's now vegan, but he's gotten into more raw and cleansing and things like that. So in a couple of weeks, he's going to do a five day juice cleanse that I'm not even going to do. It's like, you know, I'm of the age where I don't need to get any skinnier right now, but <laughs> He's going to do it, and it's so exciting and wonderful to watch. And then, of course, it inspires me because that week he's doing juice. I'm not going to be, you know, making yeah. stir fries. I'm going to eat salads yeah. and fruit. So we inspire each other, and you certainly inspire me, Karen Ramsey, as you inspire so many people. So do check out the book. You're welcome. Creating Healthy Children by Karen Ranzi. That's R-A-N-Z-I. The website is superhealthychildren.com. You can write to Karen at Karen at superhealthychildren.com. I want to let you know that next week we're going to have another fabulous woman on the show, and that is Chris Carr. 
You may have read about Chris Carr in the New York Times. You may have seen her on Oprah. Chris Carr did the film Crazy Sexy Cancer, the books Crazy Sexy Diet, Crazy Sexy Kitchen. So do tune in next week, same time, same internet, uh, for more Main Street Vegan. And today, as we close, we're going to close with a special treat. This is sort of like one of those yummy raw desserts. And that treat is a song, which is by Daniel Redwood. You want to find him at danielredwoodsongs.com. This comes from his CD, Songs for Animals, People, and the Earth. Happy listening. God bless you. Eat your veggies. us, not for us, to love, not to own. We share this life's journey, we don't walk alone. We're different, yet equal, in God's eyes, in mine, and the bond forged between us, endures beyond time. Let me see what you see, let me hear what you hear, let me love as you love, let me sing without fear, the song of your beauty, the song of your soul, a song of celebration, where all made whole With us, not for us On four legs or two On wings rising skyward Or fins bathed in blue Forgive what we've done Guide our hearts to be true You're with us, not for us That's our promise to you Let me see what you see Let me hear what you hear Let me love as you love Let me sing without fear The song song of your soul, a song of celebration, where all are made whole, a song of celebration, where Thank you for listening to Main Street Vegan. Join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time as Victoria Moran entertains, educates, and inspires you on your vegan journey. 
This program is sponsored by Main Street Vegan. To learn more about Victoria or to explore training with Main Street Vegan Academy as a vegan lifestyle coach, go to www.mainstreetvegan.net. That's www.mainstreetvegan.net. Are you ready for the next steps on your spiritual path? If you are, you won't want to miss the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. Essential insights and practices from the ancient yoga science of self-realization show us how to live healthier, happier, more balanced lives. The benefits of spiritually conscious living start now. For a time-tested method to live with purpose and realize your infinite potential, tune in to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien, every Thursday morning at 10 Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Speaks Louder Than Words is an inspiring, informative, and fun hour of uplifting, heartfelt music and commentary that delivers a powerful message of love, joy, and oneness. It will keep you smiling and singing along. Your hosts, Reverends Dale Worley and Christy Snow, are alive with the Spirit of God and singing their love to you. Each Thursday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central Time with Music Speaks Louder Than Words. Music. It's the only thing that the whole world listens to. Music speaks louder than words when you sing. Did you know that you are supported in your quest to create a more fulfilling life? In fact, spiritual psychology suggests that the key to purposeful living lies in your ability to embrace all of who you are and everything life has brought your way. Jesse Harriet wants to talk with you about how to do just that, being yourself and becoming yourself. That's what living on purpose is all about. Call in with your questions and comments for Jesse live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central on Living on Purpose where we blend psychology and ancient wisdom. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We talk to the animals, and we know you can too. On the Animal Communication Podcast, hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Karen Dendy-Smith, and Meredith Tolleson. We will show you how to deepen your relationship with your beloved animal companions, whether they're alive or in spirit. 
As soul-level animal communicators, we explain the process and explore topics such as health, behavior, and play, all from the animal's perspective. So subscribe and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and listen as part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.